people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. The Battle of the Bush Qualifier about to turn for home here. And up on the outside, Fully Max, one of the two runners for Toddy Austin, goes up to the stable mate, Media Vita. Boingo gets the inside run. Drayman just dropped off them and bound to me down the outside. Fully maxed has been back to odds on favouritism. Has a slender lead. Hasn't got away from them yet as Boingo battles back along the rails. Media Vita going as well. But Fully maxed, he's off to Brisbane this time for the Boogie Boys. And Fully Max goes home for the win by three lengths. Boingo, a good run into second. Media Vita first up a nice little run. Four lengths back back to uh, bound to me and Drayman got trapped four wide most of the run and has dropped out to the tail of the field fully maxed yes fully maxed taking out the long reach battle of the bush qualifier last weekend on a stellar weekend with no less than five qualifiers for the battle of the bush tango rain winning at mount isa we had galapagos winning at burren down raiden at gordonvale and on sunday on mother's day the bush legend fabs cowboy into another Battle of the Bush final. Hi everyone and welcome along to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab rounding up all of the country news and a big focus coming up this morning on the weekend of Battle of the Bush qualifiers just completed. Also news coming through on what happened at the Oakley Amateurs on the weekend. They had their once a year picnic race meeting and what a weekend for Paul Hamlin and Robin Brown combining to not only take out the uh, the ladies bracelet but also the uh, Kurarinya Cup with uh, Roman Pleasure. And I think they also picked up uh, along the way the President's Gift on Saturday. So lots of news to get through on the show today. And as always, helping us out with that news is Rob Light. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. And uh, welcome back after a... Uh, are you a master fisherman from what I'm seeing on the social media, Tony? Because <laughs> I've seen some major cod fishing uh, uh, perch or catches that you got they didn't get away from you by the looks of them no, well, congratulations let, on uh, that effort let me say not a master fisherman but i know a couple of blokes that are and <laughs> very very happy to uh, get out and uh, be showing the ropes and and how to do that sort of thing and yes catch some monster fish it was an absolute thrill and nice to get out and be in amongst the uh out in the, the uh by the riverbank and out in the bush there for a couple of days with very little phone coverage and lots of peace and quiet and lots of fun Always good to get that break and get that success with the fishing. But as you said, uh, we are blessed with all those Battle of the Bush uh, series heats over qualifiers over the weekend. Uh, Tony, there's already a bit of comment goes on about the, the Battle of the Bush. And one of the ones that surprises me is that people still haven't picked up that the final for this Battle of the Bush is worth $200,000. But the first thing you notice across the weekend were there, there were small fields for the Battle of the Bush. And of course, a couple of them were affected by scratching. Now, I think we don't need to um, jump to any conclusions too quickly here because the first key thing I thought that came out was the winners were very, uh, all very good quality winners uh, right from the top echelon of Fab's Cowboy, the Bush champion. Um, but also keep in mind that we're coming off a year of COVID implications where there were less country meets, of course, to qualify. You have to have had five country um, race uh, races prior to the heat the qualifying conditions are outlined in the race magazine and they talk about uh, being in five country races, tab and non-tab, in Queensland in the last in the 12 months immediately preceding the acceptance date for the heat qualifier. Now, I think a lot of people with the COVID situations, A, they didn't have as many country meetings to attend. B, they were probably unsure if Battle of the Bush was going to um, get going again. Um, and then, of course, when you then know it's happening, you've, you're trying to get your purchases, you tried 
horse purchase. And I notice a few of these up-and-coming horses have only really had three or maybe four starts so far and going very well. But I think down the track, in the latter heats, we're going to see these fields, uh, uh, fields continue to build. But the provincial area ones do uh, interest me because the further north you go, the fields seem to get smaller. But they have so many feature cup races coming up there, quality horses will aim for. Plus they have other series that occur during the year as well. So I don't think people need to jump to any concern at this point with the Battle of the Bush. I think it's going to continue to grow. And when you have 200000 on offer, oh, talking about fishing, it's a good carrot at the end of the stick, isn't it, to, uh, to offer to um, participants? Very much so. We're five heats into the series so far, and one of the most impressive, and I think one of the most popular, was on Sunday, Mother's Day at Charters Towers. Hits lose. He comes up to the 300, about two and a half Shirandus, and then came Fab's Cowboy the inside. It's hit snooze two. 50 to go, two in front, Fab's Cowboy, Sharanda down the outside, hits snooze in front, Fab's Cowboy comes at it from Sharanda, here comes Fab's Cowboy, hits snooze, Fab's Cowboy, but Fab's Cowboy, Fab's Cowboy by three quarters to hit snooze, Sharanda third, Sizzling Sun last, and he adds another track, this prolific winner, Fab's Cowboy, to his long list of uh, racetracks in Queensland. Just gradually worked his way up to hit snooze, got the upper hand about 100 metres from home. And the bookies paid the penalty for putting up the good odds. Babs Cowboy, Rob, winning there at Charters Towers on Sunday, thanks to uh, Tony Woden on the Bid Racing Australia Facebook page for the uh, the audio there. And I correct myself, we're six uh, heats in so far. Trommel Schlagen uh, getting the uh, Quilpie Newmarket. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Burren Down was Galapagos. Gordon Vale was Raiden. Fully Max you had there at Longreach and Tango Rain at Mount Isa. And now Fab's Cowboy uh, for Billy Johnson and Angela Jones at Charters Towers on Mother's Day. Yeah, and we all know the story of Fab's Cowboy, this nine-year-old by Greenwood Lake, 105 starts, 43 wins, over 330000 in prize money. And as Tony Wode said, a new track he's added to his list. And uh, it's not the easiest of tracks to perform on because um, it's got a tight turn into the, uh, into the home turn, first start at the track. And he was up against a bit of a track specialist in hit snooze and what better description to get about the run than to bring on Angela Jones, this young apprentice who's going so well with her race riding and currently uh, sitting in equal second position on the country premiership for jockeys. Welcome to Bushbeat, Angela, and it must have been a thrill to continue your association with Fab's Cowboy. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it always is. Even just to sit on the old legend, it just gives you, almost gives you goosebumps and the get the win it's just amazing and you've got to remember you've only had three rides on this horse and you've had the perfect record Roma Murrumbah and Charters Towers yeah and um, I couldn't ask for anything more every time you get on he just gives you so much confidence and um, it's just amazing to be a part of his story now take us through the race because before the race, and I, get, I did get to see this live, and I knew that Hit Snooze has a really good record the track, and Georgie Holt's team's going so well. And, of course, Bonnie Thompson, she's going to make sure the horse has every chance. And I thought, I thought she did a pretty smart thing. She got five to six lengths maybe in front. Were you concerned at any stage that Fabs wasn't going to pick up Hit Snooze because it looked to be travelling Hit Snooze coming to the home turn? Yeah, it did, and I was oh, probably wasn't too concerned because she really got going at the start, I thought. She would come back and um, and like I said, he just travels so well through the sand, through 
he gave me confidence and like coming into the corn probably the last turn I, I sort of thought I had him. Tell us about that turn into the uh, Charters Towers straight because it's it's not the easiest one to probably navigate uh, around. No, definitely not. Like it's a tight it's a tight turn and then it goes up a hill. So you've got to have a good lot of horse if you want to um, make ground on anything. And um, he. And we had the inside, and often they were bogged down in it, but it's just a credit to him. He just goes so well through the sand, so I wasn't really concerned about taking him up the fence. Yeah, you're correct. He loves the sand and dirt surfaces. Um, if, And I think Tony would agree here, if we if the final was run at Roma or Gympie or somewhere on a sand surface, you'd almost have Fab's Cowboy as an odds-on favourite yeah, in the final. Yeah, he... Loves that situation and that last hundred meters. Uh, how did he feel? He, he really, he really uh, hit his straps and chased hard and got uh, got up by the three quarters of the length on hit snooze. Yeah, he does, and he just he just feels amazing because after you, it's it's funny feeling to be on him because he relaxes. He's done it so many times. He relaxes so well, and you get to the six hundred, and he's almost off the bit. And I, I think the first time I rode him, I was worried, but I, and um. Billy gives you the same instructions every time. He says, just live him up at the 600, and that's all you need to do. You just give him a little niggle at 600, and he just hits the bit and takes off. That's win number 43 for him now, and he's just an old marvel, as we know, Fab's Cowboy, the Bush Warrior. He just keeps turning up and uh, knocking him over, but set him up for him, and he just knocks him down. I guess the big question then is, Angela, uh, any indication from... Uh, from Billy, whether you might be able to continue the association with him and especially come to town with him. Yeah, well, he has he has said I um, he'd be happy to keep me on, so I guess it's just up to the boss. And where do you sit in terms of riding in the uh, the city? Because this is the age-old question when it comes to these big finals. Um, the horse, horses and jockeys know each other through the series and you've got a great association going. And it's a bit of a dilemma for owners. Well, do we go for, if you like, in in inverted commas, the big-time jockeys, or do we stick to what we know uh, works best? But uh, you are eligible to be able to go to the city, uh, Angela? Um, I think so. I don't know if they have to work out something to get a metro licence for the day, but I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, well, I'm sure uh, Billy Johnson loves that association you've got going with the Cowboy, and since February he's had six runs for three wins in a second, and uh, and they've been your three wins. Um, congratulations again with that. Uh, it was your only winner for the day, but you went close in three other races with the um, the three seconds. In race two on the program, Travers got up and beat Billy Johnson's uh, Galloper Froze with Tatachilla third, and then you had... Um, for Billy Ramachandra, got beaten by Red Red Rose, which was Bonnie Thompson's winner for Sean Roy's. And uh, then in the uh, fourth race, uh, taken on chance for Billy Johnson, uh, got beaten by the Robert Kirkwood Galloper Fine elsewhere. I'm sure there would be big celebrations with Sean Flanagan, Sally Kirkwood and uh, Miss P. Caulfield involved in that winner, as they were with plenty of ticker in the first. I'm sure they celebrated hard. But you went close uh, on a day where this has been pretty common in your career. You're, you're notching up doubles and trebles. It wasn't to be on, on Sunday, but uh, still uh, a win in three seconds, a good result. Yeah, thank you. I was, I think, by the second um, or third second I had, I was getting pretty frustrated and ready for a win. But it was good I could get it on the in the most important race. 
As Rob said, Angela, you've been on a, a real uh, stellar trip the uh, the last couple of months or so and sitting second at the moment in the Country Jockeys Premiership on 27 wins, only four behind Alicia Ross. The strike rate is what impresses us, though. 27 wins and 29 placings out of 94 rides. You've got a strike rate of 28.7%. Is there something that you can put your finger on to say that why this year has sort of really turned things around? Um, I don't know. I think I've had good support from a lot of big trainers like Billy. He's given me a good few of those wins. And um, I can just thank like, my manager, Tracy Hart. She does well getting me the ride. And Lindsay for keeping my head in the game. And that must be the hardest thing for young apprentices, I feel, Angela, that as you get this success, keeping your head in the game, not getting ahead of yourself. It, 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 how do you overcome? What strategy do you put in place that works best for you? I know. I think just looking past every every win, you got to sort of look for the next thing. It's probably all I think about. Yeah, it's quite possible that the next race you might be running last or something. It brings you back to reality pretty quickly. The game does. Yeah, definitely. That's racing. Where are you riding this weekend? Are you heading to to Jandawi or are you going further afield and maybe out to Charleville? No, I'll be going to Jandawi. And plenty of full book at this stage. Um, I think so. I'll have to check in on that. It was pretty sure. Yeah, it's going to be another good day because they've got a uh, another Battle of the Bush qualifier, uh, Jandawi, this weekend, but also the Jandawi Cup. Always nice when you can manage to pick up one or two of those sort of nice features around the place. And I imagine your uh, trophy cabinet or mantelpiece is starting to get a little bit of silverware up there. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Angela, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Bushwick. Continued success. We wish you as you uh, roll around through the countryside and especially hope you can uh, stay with uh, Fab's Cowboy and what a thrill it will be if we can see you on uh, grand final day uh, when we uh, get to uh, Tattersall's Day coming up on the 26th of June at Eagle Farm. That'll be a massive thrill as well. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Angela Jones with us there this morning on Bushbeat. Rob, there was another uh, great uh, heat on the weekend that we're going to hear from here again, courtesy of our friends at On The Bit Racing Australia. This was at Gordon Vale on Saturday. As they zip toward the 400 metre mark, a dream I can in front of supposedly Wigget. That's the way they'll straighten up. Woo Woo Girl is going to the centre of the track and Raiden is trying to find a passage between them. Dream I can out wide on the track got to the lead. Raiden a little bit uh, staggery but got through the middle of the pack of them and right down on the inside Supposedly Wicked, supposedly Wicked and Raiden come away. Raiden hit the front. Raiden wins the Bottle of the Bush qualifier. Supposedly Wicked second. A couple of lengths away then came uh, Dream I Can. And two lengths away last of all, Woohoo Girl. We're starting to see some uh, nice form lines through some of these races, Rob. Oh, definitely. And uh, when you look at Fab's Cowboy, uh, he actually uh, beat Raiden. I think it was at Murrumbah when you go back in the form and then uh, Raiden beat Fab's Cowboy at Home Hill on the grass. So you're getting these quality horses and Raiden, of course, we know was second and a very close second in the country stampede. And Tony, I think his best distance is the 1100 when you look at his record and uh, he came through against a very informed, supposedly wicked. And I know Peter Rowe has got a, a pretty good opinion of this galloper and Dream I Ken's no slouch either. Even though it was a four horse field as we welcome you, Peter. Um, Raiden, deserved winner, but supposedly Wicked continued that good form you've been mentioning. Yeah, good morning, guys. It was um, a great weekend of racing at Gordonvale. Great crowd, track presented well. Um, and the cream came to the top, I suppose. Raiden, genuine open company horse, 
10 out of 10 ride by Lacey Morris and Gordon Val, they, they tend to fan on the turn and Lacey waited patiently, the gap opened and they got there from supposedly wicked as, a, as honest as they come, she's, she's racing in really good form and wouldn't surprise me if she bobs up at the Mariba Heat in a couple of weeks and um, I know Wanderson took the ride on the weekend. Massa would have had to chop a leg off, I think, to make 53 kilos, and he was very disappointed watching on the sideline. But um, you never know. He's got a couple of weeks until Mariba. He might be able to get down that, that low. And and then you had um, an honest run from Green Mike Hand. It was, it was interesting. Into the first turn, there was four across the track in a four-horse field. Um, but it was, it was a good race, and um, no doubt about Raiden being the best horse in the race. But... I wouldn't rule supposedly we could out yet. There's still a couple of heats up this way, and and she's she's not far off winning one of them. Yeah, Peter, I said at the top of the show, people might get a little bit concerned looking at the fields on the weekend being so small. And of course, yours came back to a field of four at Gordonvale. What do you put it down to? Because the northern, far northern area in the in the two uh, runnings of the Battle of the Bush, the heats have never been big. Um, is it? Is it a fact that there's so much good provincial racing there that uh, the higher-level horses just keep aiming for those cups and new markets, etc.? Um, do you put it down to anything, or do you see that there's a good depth of horses coming through where these heats will build later in the series? I think uh, in 12 months' time and, and moving forward, we'll have better heats. But you've got to remember last year, um, we didn't have very many country races due to COVID, so that limited the North Queensland area, I suppose, in the... The, the Western guys, they they were still able to race and and not many of their meetings were provincial, whereas up here, all of our country meetings got shifted to Cairns and Townsville and neither Cairns yep. and Townsville qualify for Battle of the Bush. So that's why the fields are small this year. Um, I think moving forward with the country racing back on the scene up here, um, provided COVID decides to stay away, um, next year's heats will be a lot bigger. Um, I can't honestly can't see Mariba being much bigger than Gordonvale. Um, I think we might have one, maybe two more qualifier between now and then. Um, but I'm putting it down to COVID last year and the lack of country racing in the far north, and um, like that, that's that's all it can be because we've got definitely got good horses. But our horses up here in the far north tend to race country and provincial. It, I, I don't think the quality of racing in the country is any less than what we race in Cairns because the same horses, same trainers, same jockeys, we all are one pool and we race at the country and at the provincials. But I think as for the actual battle of the bush with the rules the way they were, um, last year we didn't have the country racing to qualify a lot of the open company horses. Yeah, and I said that at the top of the show and also the fact with the need for the five qualifying uh, races prior to the actual heat, a lot of people might have been wondering whether it was going to happen, do we get a horse now? And when they have, they've now got a plan, particularly if it's an interstate purchase, uh, they've now got a plan and I notice some of these ones coming through are up to three wins or four wins, but they still can't qualify for the heat as yet. So it's it's a long-term process, but I love the fact that there's $200,000 is the carrot at the end of the stick. Uh, for the participants and the quality of these horses coming through uh, is very strong as you said with Raiden uh, being such a good horse as well yeah that's right that's exactly right and hopefully um, Mariba we, we've had Gordon Vale and we'll have Athen in between now and then so you may see a couple of extras qualify for the Mariba heat um, and then obviously Home Hill you've got your central and Leichhardt region that will probably head that way well, it was a good meeting up there, apart from the Battle of the Bush with the uh, the six-event program, and you mentioned Lacey Morrison's good ride. Well, she had a double on the day. Take us through the program and the features that um, that stood out to you uh, on the day. Yeah, the first race, Mackenzie will do. She's an interesting horse. 
Um, bit of a backstory behind her. My dad and I bought her, and when we went to get pick her up from the paddock, she was an absolute lunatic. So we decided, you know, we've got plenty of horses in work. She's going to be a handful. She'll probably suit somebody that small one-on-one. And maybe Taylor was looking for a horse for a group of friends at the time, and um, she's now at the Allen Holmes stable, was with Alex Stubbs. And uh, it was she, she's a, a very nice mare in the fact that she's got plenty of ability but the bloodlines we had a half sister who was a handful and and Mackenzie from day one till now matey and the team have done an amazing job with her she's a completely different horse race day she I think it's the first time I've seen her go to the barriers without a pony and like she had a lovely and relaxed and it's the best she's looked and she won well it was a great finish a, a tight finish it only just got there um but Lace got the best out of her in the last 50 and and she won but in all honesty, my highlight for the day was Rachel Shred and Janelle Ryan combining in the um, last race, the Roy Marsh Memorial. I, I, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Rachel's riding in the best form I, I think I've ever seen her riding. She was confident on the weekend. She took the box seat on Wittrick. Um, and you don't hear Janelle get very excited, but halfway up the straight, all I heard in the American accent was, go, Rachel. And I look at here's Janelle jumping up and down in the grandstand and... It was fantastic. That's what that's what Gordon Bell was about, like the country scene and the crowd getting involved. And Rach timed it to perfection, kicked away just before the point of the turn, and and Wittrick was too good. And it's it's good to see him, the, the horse repaying Janelle and Ronnie Ryan's face because I know they had a big opinion of him when he first came north, and he's been a little bit disappointing. Um, but it's two on the trot now. Garnet are now into an eighteen hundred at, at Gordon Bell, and and that was by far, I think, my highlight. Let's have a listen to the replay of that courtesy of On The Bit Racing Australia. It's Whitterick straightened up here. A couple of lengths, Manhattan zip. Flash Fox is trying to rally again. And they were followed by you down the extreme outside here by uh, coming home. Lucky for some. Rothen Bell in the centre. Whitterick still in front. Lucky for some. Manhattan zip trying hard. It's Whitterick. Whitterick, Rothen Bell coming late. But it's Whitterick all the way. Whitterick first. Second lucky for some, Rothenbell third, then Manhattan zip, and they were followed... Yes, you can hear the crowds uh, cheering there in the background, Peter, and as you said, it was the Roy Marsh Memorial, but it was also a leg of the Rob Rob Kosh Memorial Far North Queensland Up-and-Coming Stays Series presented by Magic Millions. We've had three heats so far with Mareeba, Mount Garnet and Gordonvale. Off to Cairns next week, then in June to Innisfail, Atherton and Oak Park and Cairns wrap up the series coming up in July. And I know that uh, plenty has been said about the passing of Rob... But that would have been uh, very nice to uh, to honour him there when that was so close to home for him with the uh, the Gordon Vale meeting there on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Jane was there again to present um, the winners with their uh, awards, and and it, it is Rob. Rob was an instrumental man in, in the Magic Million series, and um, oh, it's a, a fitting tribute that his name's been added to the the series. Um, hopefully, not just this year, but all like for for the length that we have this series in place. Um, it's great. We don't get too many staying races for horses up in the far north and the lower grades, um, only around carnival time. And, and this is a chance for horses down the grades to build their ratings up and, and sneak into a couple of our big country cups later in the year. And, and I think with Trick now that it's won a race, I think it might go on with it. One thing I've noticed about the results also over the weekend and, and applied to Gordon Vale as well, the number of horses that are new to stables and uh, are getting up and performing con- continually and getting wins. For example, there's three winners there, Lily of the Glen for Bonnie Thompson and Rodney Miller, two starts and for two wins for the stable. Of course, uh, for your dad, uh, 
Trevor Loud Noise with Kristen Swaffer, first run for the stable, and next Sunshine Coast, and then the last Tycoon Thunder. Ex-Victorian, uh, two runs for the stables, two wins. So this this depth of um, new horses coming through, Peter. Uh, take us through those uh, three wins. It's, it's good to see this progress they're making. Yeah, most definitely. And, and all three horses you mentioned, that one, they probably deserve extra credit because not one of them handled the track. Gordonville's a very tight turning track and Loud Noise finished on the outside fence. Kristen said he never got around either of the two bends. And he was still good enough to win. Lily of the Glen, she's a flying machine and... You could see when they straightened up, Bonnie was doing her best to try and keep it as close to the inside rail as you could. But again, it wandered out into the middle of the track and, and she was, was game and then hung on. And, and then uh, Tycoon Thunder, Ricky Sauce, he, he did everything wrong and now Garnet still won. And again on the weekend in Gordonvale, his ears were pricked at the 100 and, and Frankie had to really you know, make him find the line. He was always going to win, but you always want to teach your horses to run through the line, not to pull up 50 metres beforehand. And... Um, he has pricked it as easy as he likes. And I, I've seen an article in the Cairns Post that Ricky's already comparing him to Windmill Lane, which is a very, very big call. But he, he thinks he's got as much potential as Windmill Lane and he's looking forward to the carnival with, with him. So, new horses to the north, it's always good to see, but you've got to be very wary regardless of their form prior to coming north that they handle our tight little circuits, which all three of those did. And that track, even though it's tight turning, it certainly looks beautiful when it comes across in social media, that lovely green-coloured grass there, Peter. Yeah, it's the most picturesque track in the north. We've got the pyramid behind the mountain ranges and the golf course in the middle. It's, um, it's beautiful to look at, and especially with the rain we've had, there was plenty of green grass, which always helps. What's coming up uh, in the northern region over the, uh, the coming weeks? Um, we're off to Townsville, uh, provincial-wise, this Thursday. We've got uh, a good quality meeting down there. Um, then back to Cairns next Tuesday and then the following Saturday is our next country meeting at Atherton. So plenty of racing coming up and um, I, I'm not sure if you are aware but the Innisfail meeting on the first weekend in June, the track's still not 100% yet with their uh, remediation work so it's been transferred to Cairns. So that's where we'll have the rebub between now and then but then the Innisfail leg of the Magic Million Series will be racing in Cairns. Yeah, I did see that come through yesterday from Cole Truscott uh, due to the upgrades there at Pease Park. Uh, that Edisfile meeting, June 5, rescheduled uh, to Cannon Park to be conducted by Cairns Jockey Club. So there's going to be an amended race program there and there's details of that available through the usual outlets through Racing Queensland, emails, texts and all of the rest of it. Peter, as always, thank you for joining us on Bush Big. Great report this morning. Thank you very much, guys, and enjoy the rest of your week. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Rob, we've been diving in and out of some of the meetings from the weekend, uh, focusing more so there on the uh, the Battle of the Bush races. We need to still cover off on uh, all of the other races that happened at those venues on the weekend, but there's also a couple of the other Battle of the Bush qualifiers that we need to go into. Yes, we certainly do, and uh, we'll just go through them. I've got them in order here, Tony. I, I'll get lost if I muck up too many things with my <laughs> sheets, but I, I, I must congratulate out of that Charters Towers results. I must congratulate Sean Flanagan with a win on plenty of ticker. I know he's been waiting for that filly to get that cutest money for Johnny Mansman and Martin Haley, and uh, and it's good to see that he had a double in uh, part ownership on the day with uh, Fine elsewhere, but when we looked at that Longreach meeting, we mentioned Fully Max. Now, he is a quality horse going forward. He was an emergency in the country stampede. And this he's come back at the right time, Tony, because here's the thing now with the Battle of the Bush. You've won an early heat, 
but then you've still got a long way to go till June 26. The beauty for fully maxed, and I think the same applies also to Tango Rain when we talk about him, they only had the two runs back into the preparation. And that allows Toddy Austin to now plot the course so that maybe he has one run, maybe he has two maximum before he heads to Brisbane. And the good thing for the ownership group, are we, as I've mentioned before, uh, partly owned by Gary Peoples Bookmakers and uh, Peter Anderson and Sean Harris, but also Willie Chandler, who loves going to the races. And, Tony, this is part of the beauty of racing. You get a win like that. Willie had never been on the track until Fully Max won first up at Longreach two weeks ago and actually seen him win. He was always, he thought the jinx that um, he couldn't be there when it won. Well, he's gone two in a row. Now he's driving the horse down. He's taking the horse down with the float. He's in charge of all that, I do believe. And uh, I do believe that Marcelli's um, wife has uh, already booked the ticket and has determined there's new clothes need to be purchased. But <laughs> congratulations to the team there. They had a great result. Alicia Ross rated it beautifully. And again, you've got that situation, you know, what would Todd be doing? But Alicia, of course, in her uh, modest state said, well, we'll just continue on. If the uh, next ride's there for me, it's there. If not, uh, we'll wait and see what happens. But Boingo was impressive too and Media Vita first up. So it was a good heat, even though it was only the five runners. And again, that, uh, that good quality horse going forward, fully maxed. Good to see him with a chance in the Battle of the Bush. Um, on the day, there was quite a few other good winners there as well. And, uh, and talking of Alicia Ross, she had a race-to-race double. Previously got Von's heroine up for Clinton Austin, the Von Costa de Hero. Had been in the money at its last four starts, or three of the last four, and the four-horse field was able to get the win here over Arizona Sun and Giovanni. But horses in form, better than goal for Rodney Little and Emma Belt. The race was tarnished a bit by four horses getting through the barriers and uh, two were late scratchings. But this better than ready man did exactly what she did two weeks ago at Longreach. Jumped, ran, went to the front and was too strong by a length and a half over Done It Again and Music Award. It's another better than ready. They keep winning. And Rodney Little has got this horse going in tremendous form. He also had a double on the day. And I've got to congratulate him because I'm a part owner of Lollipop Rocket. This five-year-old mare by Mara Zara, the fourth win in 39 starts. Look, she came out here in October 2019. She was off the scene for a year, came back to racing at the end of last year, couldn't find suitable races. Now she finally got up to that 1,300 metres mark and Ross Tilly jumped her across, set outside the lead. And she got up in a very close photo over Spolina for Danielle O'Brien. Just just denied Danielle her first career win as a trainer. And Emma Bell, who usually rides lollipop rockets, gone down by a nose. So uh, pretty difficult for Emma there but she took it on the chin it was good to see the mayor get the win with our say another mayor in good form into third so I was pretty happy with that one Tony at the at the time that was my first local win by the way uh, in right? Longreach in country racing so I'm really pleased with that you've had a lot of wins uh, in a lot of places but that's the first one that was actually well and not only the first one that you've actually had at your home track first one you've called yeah, even more so I did get a bit excited about that factors too but <laughs> <laughs> you're entitled <laughs> anyway uh, Van Winkle Here's another classic example. Weight can stop a train, but it doesn't if the horse is in the right class. And Van Winkle dropped down after being place getter in so many open cup races, including the uh, Tree of Knowledge last, uh, the previous week. And he carried the 66 kilos of Matty Gray, rode him superbly, this Magnus for Mark Oates. And uh, Heroism, another old timer carrying big weight, 64 and a half into second with Gray Falcon, the up and coming horse for Emma Bell and Rodney Little, into third place in that meeting. So that wrapped up that Mother's Day meeting there. And as we said, fully maxed, he goes to Brisbane. And uh, the biggest field for the Battle of the Bush came from Burren Down. And uh, this was the field of nine there. 
and an interesting winner in Galapagos, I thought, because he's quality as well. When you look at him, he made the Country Cups final last year, and it was always a doubt about the distance because his wins have been up to that 1,400 metres. Um, he's been second at his only other two runs this prep, so he's in form, and there was very good odds for the Rodney Hay uh, Galloper and ridden... Uh, to perfection by Robbie Farr. Good on you, Robbie. Uh, Max Gell into second and Sweet Vanham into third. And, you know, the music scene was in the field behind them. Elena, Peter, Petit L and so on. So he's a worthy contender as well. But I made mention at the top of the show, look at the time, 111.49. And you look at the race prior to it, they ran 111.59. And a dream ahead gelding that's had three starts for Janine Armstrong, ridden by Hannah Phillips, it's only had the three runs since coming to the stable, so it's not eligible to go in these heats yet. But Oakfield Comanche could be one to watch. I, I really like looking for these up-and-coming horses to see what they can add to a final like the Battle of the Bush, and maybe that's the way they're headed. It was too strong again uh, over Miss Bullitz and Ringo's Magic, but the time suggested that it is a quality horse on the way up as well. Neville O'Toole had a winner with the Love Conquers All. A good chance uh, for Leanne McCoy at one at Wondi at its last run. Defeated Freedom Reigns and our boy Boris. Uh, the other Hannah, Hannah Richardson, uh, for Jackie Compton, got up on Foxy Rose, a three-year-old uh, by uh, Fox Wedge. And here's another first run for the stable. Ex-New South Wales Country defeated Storm Zone and Take Me Out Back. And the other winner on the program was Daunting Warrior. Uh, for Shane Parsons and Isabella Tay. It's won its only two runs for the stable, this daunting lad. Defeated Coach and Point the Wagon. But Galapagos again adds that new dimension to the Battle of the Bush final. Off to Brisbane, if that's what the way connections um, continue to progress. And Rob, that uh, win by Daunting Warrior was a leg of the Country to Coast series. We've uh, been racing so far through Bundaberg and Monto in March, Gimby in April, and now Burrendowan in May. The last leg comes up at Gainder on the 5th of June. Uh, with that win, I can think uh, we can safely declare Isabella Tay over the line as far as the jockeys are concerned because she's won three of the five heats and has nine points at the moment, and her nearest rival's only sitting on three. But as far as the uh, the trainers and the, uh, the owner's title is concerned, I think that's still a little bit wide open. Uh, sitting at five points at the moment is Shane Parsons, as far as the trainers are concerned, ahead of uh, three others that are on five points apiece in Kim Afford, uh, Lewis, uh, Mark Lewis and uh, also uh, Alan Robinson. And uh, so far, we've got uh, the four winners that are all sitting there on three points apiece as far as the uh, the horses are concerned. That's Champagne Spirit, Modern Family, Prestissimo and now Daunting Warrior. So there'll be a few that will be looking at that and saying that uh, last leg of that gain to come the, uh, the 5th of June might be the one that we've got to head towards to be able to uh, pick up the prize. The owner of the, uh, the horse that accrues the most points in the series wins $3,000. There's a $1,500 trainer's bonus and a $500 jockey bonus. You have a big task ahead in the coming months with these uh, series because there's also one coming up, I noticed, in the race magazine, Star of the Sand Cups Point Series, starting mm. in July. Bundaberg, mm. Gladstone and Gympie. They continue to develop, including the Outback Racing Showcase Series and uh, Provincial Series coming up and Battle of the Bush. Going to be a busy time keeping that table in order, Tony. Well, having a look at that, the Outback Racing Showcase uh, heads to Hewenden this weekend, but we're two legs in so far because we had Bar Calden and Gregory Downs race at the beginning of May and uh, sitting on 10 points apiece at this stage are the two uh, winners there in Loud Enough and Sizzlating. 
And then behind that on eight points apiece, uh, we're looking at Spanish Hurricane and Belente. Next leg, Hewenden this weekend. The following week at Aramac. After that, Tambo, Mannheiser and Longreach on the 12th of June. And that uh, Magic Millions Far North Queensland Rob Kosh Memorial Up and Coming Stayers Series. As we mentioned when talking with uh, Peter, we've been so far in three legs, Mariba, Mount Garnet and Gordonvale. And uh, Charlie de Villiers is uh, at this stage uh, way out in front on seven points as far as the trainers are concerned. We've got two uh, horses on five points apiece because they've been racing at, uh, well, Roth and Bell's been at all three of those heats so far, including winning the Mount Garnet heat. Ponderosa won the uh, the first heat at uh, Mariba, so five points apiece there. And at this stage, it's Lacey Morrison with six points, having ridden at all three venues so far, uh, ahead of uh, Graham Cleesey and Rachel Shred on four points apiece. But that's got a long way to go. There's still five heats to come in that uh, Magic Millions Far North Queensland Rob Kosh Memorial up-and-coming stayers series. And we'll be keeping them updated every week on Bushbeat with those. But the Battle of the Bush uh, Mount Isaac qualifier, uh, great to see the return of Tango Rain for Jay Morris and Rick McMahon. Well, there were two stars of the show in Mount Isaac, Tango Rain and Rick McMahon. Uh, of course, Rick getting the four winners. And he's seven from seven at the track, Tango Rain. Great to see him get this uh, heat win and be uh, headed off to Brisbane. I know he, he ended up, I think, was in the Cleveland Bay last year and maybe a bit of a rush campaign, but wasn't quite uh, 100%, but it's good to see him back uh, because he's got such strong form lines this Manhattan rain second up and it was a good field too because Mr Tyndall's been in form Wicked Wicky's a, a track specialist there and Bowie Rocks has been in form so he was a convincing winner in the end over Mr Tyndall, a uh, bit of a margin back to Wicked Wicky but for the Saunders racing he's off uh, off to Brisbane you would hope, Tango Rain representing Mount Isa in the northwest as uh, their first heat winner there and it's great to see him make that field straight away and he also can plot that course now Jay Morris as he will to get him in, uh, in fine uh, form at the final but I did say it was uh, Rick McMahon, but it was also George Tipping because they combined with three winners. They started with Warren Bungle, another one that's been in such good form, this congrat six-year-old. Three wins, two placings, its last five, and got up over Almighty Gold and Grand Symphony. And the margin wasn't huge, only a length, and it was good to see the margins across the board at Mount Isa weren't uh, as big as what they can be sometimes. They backed up in the maiden with Caddo, the Statue of Liberty, having its first run for the stable, coming out of country New South Wales, defeated Beat My Dragon and a crazy suspect. Then they uh, won the Class B with Dankst Haven, a uh, harbour's watch that's had two out of four runs, uh, two wins out of four for the stable, defeating Arking Hard and Duntroon Man. So that's a great return for Rick McMahon. His uh, comeback's going extremely well. And he starts to climb into the jockeys' uh, premiership. He's up to 17 now. And there could be a late surge coming from the northwest with his uh, performances. But not to be outdone, our outstanding uh, country uh, jockey of the past two few seasons, Dan Ballard, combined with Tanya Parry, who leads the trainers, with Farfar, the Red Dazzler, at decent odds, defeating No Crystal Ball and uh, Cacto Blastus in the Class 3. But all honours, Tango Rain winning the qualifier and uh, George Tipping, Rick McMahon. Rick with four, George with three to wrap up Mount Isa, Tony. Only a, couple of minutes, was. only a couple of minutes Sorry. before we have to go, but we also had, uh, as we said, we touched on Mount Isa racing on Sunday. The Oakley picnics on the weekend as well have plenty of good news. Yeah, this is a Karinga races at Oakley Park, three hours southwest of Townsville and north of Longreach, basically. Oh, what some great stories coming out of uh, here. The Oakley Cup, Roman pleasure for Robin, Robin Brown and Paul Hamlin. Uh, they also uh, took the Friday ex uh, the bracelet with Ecstatic, uh, Robin Brown and Paul Hamlin. 
And uh, Roman Pleasure, uh, of course, also took the bangle for Robin and Paul on the Friday. But the story is, Paul Hamlin, he only got out of Warrnambool on Thursday, was able to get back to Townsville, linked in with the caterers going out and got there. So it was great to see. Oh, Paul does this, we know that, but it's such a tremendous effort. And they had 10 jockeys. And Morgan Butler's another one from Caloundra, works a lot of track work for uh, Daryl Hansen. He had two winners. I don't know whether Paul's information's right, so Morgan, I apologise if this is wrong. You said that's your first winner in nine years, but that was coming from uh, Paul's uh, sources there. But what an effort to get up there, take the Oakley Cup, uh, get the uh, the bracelet as well, and then, and again, regular supporters, Tracy Leak and Raymond Williams, Bootshaker. We know how speedy this horse is. He took the president's gift on uh, Saturday, uh, and they were the feature winners out of it. But as Andrew Watts, who called there at the meeting, reported, there's about 800 people there. They, they just come in droves. They come in buses. It's their year out. It's the picnic races, and the names of horses of previous have been in previous stables uh, um, in, in areas like Longreach, Townsville, etc. They are now at the picnics. They have a place to play or a role to play there and such a great effort 10 jockeys 800 people young people uh, in the droves at a fantastic time and a credit to them uh, to get that meeting back on track after the COVID year Tony and good on you Paul Hamlin and Morgan Butler for the efforts in getting there over the two days what's he sent me a replay of the uh, the president's gift and yeah the, the crowd is just about deafening to the point that I could I could struggling to I was struggling to hear what's his call of boot shakers win there it sounded like they had a massive weekend there at the Oakley picnics oh they just come from everywhere and bus loads from Townsville and the young ones from uh, Longreach always go up there and they get in groups and oh the number of Calcutta's etc they run apparently uh, some of the Calcutta pools were up to about 6,000 uh, and they run various ones but of course there's uh, plenty of other activities on the day and it becomes a good family weekend as well it's one of those unique features of country racing in Queensland, Tony. Boy, we've covered some tracks this morning getting around the place. <laughs> have we missed anything? Oh, I don't think we have. The Jockeys Premiership we've covered as well and uh, and Tanya Parry continues to lead the trainers, 34 plus a half and a half over Billy Johnson on 27 and Todd Austin getting up there with 25. I'm hoping you're not telling me I've missed something, Tony. I've got so many notes spread out of the bench here that no, it's I, quite possible. I'm thinking exactly the same thing. I've got notes going everywhere and I'm hoping we haven't missed something. So I was hoping you could tell me that, oh, no, we've got this to do. But probably the only thing we haven't checked is where they're racing this week, following on from the tab meeting today at Mackay. Thursday, it's Townsville and Friday, Kilcoy. Uh, tab racing at Rocky on Saturday. It's the Central Queensland Amateur Race Club for the very popular Rocky Amateurs meeting coming up Saturday. As well, Saturday, next of the Battle of the Bush qualifiers, as we mentioned when talking uh, this morning with uh, Angela Jones, we're off to Jandowie for Jandowie Cup Day and the Battle of the Bush qualifier there. The other qualifier will be the Charleville Newmarket for the Central Warrego Race Club on the weekend. And the next of the Outback Racing Showcase heats this coming Saturday at the Hewenden Jockey Club. And just so that I do cover our tracks, we did... We always like to mention some key features out of the provincials and Roy Chalemi again with a treble in that Townsville meeting coming out of Thursday there. And uh, we mentioned uh, with Peter there, Janelle uh, Ryan and Rachel Shred, they had another winner there with October Storm and Nathan Day, a double coming out of that meeting. And good to see Brad Pangelli's name back in the winner's circle coming out of that. Tony, I think we've covered everything. Um, but we'll be back next week. Just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au with any of these great stories coming out of country racing and, of course, looking forward to more Battle of the Bush heats. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week.
Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thank you to Rob Luck, Peter Rowe and Angela Jones for joining us on Bushbeat this week. And as always, folks, if you miss any of the show, podcast replay available through our Wooshka platform. Just do a Google search for Radio Tab Wooshka. It'll take you through to the link there. We'll also put the link out on our Twitter handle. That's at Radio Tab Oz. And also the link goes up with the uh, the show linked each week. Thanks to our good friends on the Bit Racing Australia with their Facebook page as well. Good luck to all of the clubs racing this weekend. And we'll be back next week to report on the show.